Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Today, I want to talk to you about covenant. God is a God of covenant. And so I want to talk about covenant, and I've given it a subtitle here, Stepping into Deeper Purpose. Covenant, Stepping into Deeper Purpose. And and what I want to kind of really focus on today is the fact that God is a God of covenants. He has promises and He has expectations. God is a God of covenant. And God always operates through covenant with His people. And, and why is this important? Because not only does he operate through covenant, he expects us to also operate through covenant. And covenant is a two-way street. It's a two-way agreement. God is saying, I'm gr- agreeing to do this for you and with you and through you. And we are agreeing to do things that he has asked us to do. And so God makes an agreement with man. And both sides have a responsibility, just like a marriage covenant has two sides. Our covenant with God has two sides. And this principle of covenant goes all the way back to the very beginning. And we can see the first covenant here with Adam. And um, it's in Genesis 2, 15. The Lord God took man and put him in the garden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man, you are to... Free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. God gives Adam paradise, tells him to take care of it, but don't eat from this one particular tree. So within this covenant, God gives paradise and eternal life, but he requires Adam... To work the garden and to obey. God has the part that he does. Adam has the part that he does. Covenant. And you know the story. God is faithful to his side of the covenant. Adam is not faithful to his side of the covenant. He breaks covenant. And we are all the worse for uh, the breach in covenant. And God gave Adam this great covenant. Obey, work the land, and you can live in paradise forever. That sounds like a pretty good deal, doesn't it? Yeah. Obey and work the land, and you can live in paradise forever. That's what it is. Genesis 1, 28, God blessed them, talking about Adam and Eve, and said, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth, and subdue it. Guys, you're living in paradise. That sounds like a powerful covenant. This is the first covenant that we see. God always works through covenant. There's always an agreement that God makes with man, and man must agree back with God. That's what it takes to have covenant. And he gives us choices and opportunities, just like the two trees in the garden, right? One leads to eternal life, the other leads to death, right? And Just like that, God is always giving us decisions and choices. We can do things his way, or we can do things a different way. There's always a choice that God gives us, right? A lot of people think, oh, God is is judgmental, or he's unfair. No, God is always giving options. 
And, and, and we choose, just like the two trees, we make a choice which path we're going to take. One takes us closer to God. One takes us farther from God. Next person that we see is Noah. And God makes a covenant with Noah and his family. He makes a covenant agreement there. And he tells them, listen, Noah, you've lived righteously. I can see that you're doing things righteously. If you'll continue to live righteously and you build this ark, I'll establish my covenant with you and your family. And I'll deliver you from this catastrophe that's about to come on the earth. That's covenant, right? God's side is salvation and blessing. Noah's side is to live righteously, build the ark, collect the animals, right? It's God's side. There's man's side. There are two sides to the covenant. Why is this important? Because this is how God works. He works through covenant. There are two sides At least always two sides to the covenant. God has a side. Man has a side. Even before we know what we need. Even before Noah knew that he needed to be saved. God knew. And God said, I'm going to put this covenant in place. I'm going to save you. I'm going to save your family. God cares. God is aware. And God is proactive in giving us covenants. He put a covenant in place not only to save you but to bless you as well. How many believe that? God has put a covenant in place to not only save me, like he did for Noah, but bless me as well. Next we see a man by the name of Abram. And Abram and Sarai, his wife, they're pagans. Their family is pagan, which means they're worshiping a bunch of different gods. But Abram is listening. And God starts to speak to Abram and tells him, I want to make a covenant with you. If you'll leave your father's house, leave all these gods behind and and go where I'm going to show you, I will establish a covenant with you and your family and your descendants. Genesis 12, 2, you can find it right there. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing And I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all people on earth will be blessed through you. What was Abraham's part? His part was to leave his father's house, and all those old things, and all those old gods, and go to a place that he'd never seen before, and God would reveal that to him. Again, there's two parts of the covenant. God promises what God promises and what God requires. Covenant. What God promises and what God requires. Two important, essential ingredients. What God promises and what God requires. So God is making this covenant with Abram. And he marks this covenant in a special way by changing Abram and Sarai's name to Abraham and Sarah. Covenant with God, here's the principle, will take you outside your comfort zone. If... Abraham wanted to play it safe. He would have stayed at home with his father and his relatives and had that type of support system in place and he knew where he was. He knew the lay of the land. Or he could do something really risky like trust God and go on a journey through the wilderness to find his blessing and his promised land. So... Being in covenant God will actually take you outside of your comfort zone. It will not keep you in a comfortable place, but rather take you outside. 
And thank God for Abraham, he was up to the challenge and up to go on a journey with God. He didn't play it safe. He didn't stay home. But he went far beyond his comfort zone. How many are ready in this season to go far beyond your comfort zone with God? Amen. And, and, and I, can, I can sense it in our praise. I can sense it in the spirit of the house that there are people that are stepping up and saying, look, I'm ready to get outside of myself, outside of what I normally identify as. I, I'm an introvert or this is what I do or this is how I praise to say, man, I'm going to give God the praise. I'm going to follow God like I've never followed God. I'm going to get outside of my comfort zone. I'm going to shout. I'm going to tell people about Jesus. I'm going to do some things that are beyond me. And essentially, that's what Abraham did. He said, I'm going to trust you, God, to do some things that are outside and far beyond my comfort zone. Comfortably speaking, I'm sure that Abraham would have rather stayed home in the natural. But something in his spirit said, I'm going to take a a chance. I'm going to make a move of faith and go on a journey with God. So I encourage you in this season, that's what God is really wanting to provoke his people to do. Go on a journey of faith. Go far beyond what you're comfortable with. And you will discover the promises of God like never before. You will experience the blessings of God like never before. Everybody wants to get to that place where they say, I will bless you to be a blessing. I'll bless those that bless you. And matter of fact, those that come against you, I'll come against them. You want that type of backing from God, but it it comes from a place of getting outside of yourself, getting outside of your comfort zone, following God in that way. Next we see covenant with a man named Moses. And this covenant is marked by some fireworks, a burning bush in Exodus 3. It was on fire but not consumed. And I'm going to simplify because this very intricate um, covenant that God gives Moses, but I'm going to simplify it a little bit, so you'll have to excuse that a little bit. But God says, I want to make covenant with you, Moses. Covenant's His covenant was, I'll make you my leader, I'll make you the hero, and you'll perform miracles like the world has never seen. Your part, you got to go back to Egypt and set the people free. Again, there's two parts. Moses would be empowered to do miracles like the world had never seen, and he would have the honor of being God's leader. That was God's part. Moses' part was he would have to be bold, Go back and speak to Pharaoh on God's behalf. And I I just want to mention that when Moses left Egypt, he left as he was running from the law. So Pharaoh was trying to capture him and kill him when he left Egypt. So the boldness that uh, Moses would have to stir up inside of himself would say, I'm going to follow God even though... I don't know what's going to happen to me when I go back into Egypt. He could have been arrested. He could have been killed on the spot. At the very least, he could have been made a slave. So he had to be bold to follow what God was speaking to him. 
Being in covenant with God will sometimes require you to go places that you don't want to go. I, I tell you, in the natural, Moses did not want to go back to Egypt. He was fine where he was. He was happy with what, where he was. He was married. He'd settled down. He had started to put down roots. And God says, go. Go back to the place they tried to kill you. Can, can we put this in context? Go back to the place that tried to kill you where the very leader has an army and he was after you. Go back there and you're going to be my leader. You're going to be my hero. You're going to be my champion. So I'm sure the boldness that was required here, being in covenant with God will sometimes require you to say some things when you'd rather not say them. The things that Moses had to say in Pharaoh's court in front of, at that time, one of the most, if not the most, powerful ruler in the world. He had to say some very offensive things. He left as a criminal, and now he's coming back making some very offensive statements to Pharaoh. Covenant with God will make you will sometimes require you to go places you don't want to go and cause you to have to say things that you'd rather not say. But if you want to see the miracles of God and be God's leader, covenant is for you. Covenant is for you. Because God doesn't do anything outside of covenant. You want to strike covenant with God. You want to be in covenant with God. It's going to cause you to go some places you don't want to go. Say some things that sometimes you don't want to say. And I know there's probably a lot of people that I can highlight throughout the Bible that had some degree, some form of covenant. But I'm going to, I'm going to bring out Joshua because I like Joshua. Y'all have to bear with me. I like Joshua. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible. I know you probably didn't guess that. The next major covenant that we see is between God and Joshua. He's taken over for Moses and Joshua was, a, he was dedicated to the things of God. Many times Moses would leave the tabernacle and Joshua would stay behind in the tabernacle just to be in God's presence. And so Joshua was a man of God. He loved the spirit of God. He was dedicated to the things of God. And we see his journey in Joshua 1, 1 through 7. Um, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of, Mon, son of Nun, Moses aid, Moses, my servant is dead. That's obvious. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. And he, he begins to outline um, his covenant with him. He tells him to be strong and courageous. So God essentially says to Joshua, if you'll be bold and obedient, I will give you the land. If you'll be bold and obedient, your part is you're going to be bold and obedient. My part is I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to give you places you didn't work for, vineyards you didn't plant. I'm giving you houses that you didn't build. I'm going to give you the land if you'll be bold and if you'll do battle my way. Every place the sole of your feet touches, I'm going to give it to you. 
But what I require is that you obey and do battle my way. Being in covenant with God assures you victory. You may go through seasons that it doesn't look like victory. It doesn't feel like victory. It's downright difficult. But if you're in covenant with God, can I tell you today, you are assured victory. When you're in covenant with God, you will win. The end of the story is you overcome. That's what being in covenant with God does. What was Joshua's side of the covenant? He was to do battle God's way. God says, I'm going to give you some special instructions when you go into battles, and you got to do it exactly the way I show you to do it. I'm going to give you victory, but you got to do it my way. So like when you go to Jericho, you're going to walk around the wall seven times, and then you're going to shout, the walls are going to come down. But then when you go to AI, I'm going to do it a little different. You're going to set an ambush, and then we're going to win that way. And every different battle is going to have a different strategy. And so this is important for us to see is that we have to do battle God's way. We don't do battle in the way that makes sense to us or in the way we've seen other people do or I've seen this formula, I read this in a book. No, God says, I'm going to give you victory, but you've got to follow my lead. Do battle my way. And it sounds like such an amazing covenant, right? That God has assured us of victory, but you got to do it his way. Does that sound good to anybody? Then why do so many Christians mess this up? They do all the time. Do you know why? Because we try to do battle our way. I want my healing, but I don't want to be obedient. I want my breakthrough, but I don't want to forgive. Can we get real? If you want to win, you have to do battle his way. Right? I want to be elevated, but yet I don't want to get humble. You cannot win your way. You cannot win your way. You can only win God's way. Joshua was able to be victorious and he was able to fight much more military, militarily prepared nations. They were militarily superior to Israel. How was he able to defeat them? By obedience to the battle strategy that God gave. He will tell you to pray in this way. He will tell you to talk in this way. He will tell you to go through this door. And if you want to possess the land, you have to do battle his way. If we fight battles God's way, we will win. And then we see another man. The man David. God makes covenant with David. This is the sixth covenant I'm talking about today. That if David will always honor God and faithfully shepherd his people, that one of his descendants will always sit on the throne. David's side, honor God and faithfully shepherd the people. God's part, I will establish a lasting dynasty. 
and one of your sons will always sit on the throne. Can I tell you that God always follows through on his side of the covenant? Can I tell you that Jesus came through the lineage of David and one of David's descendants always sits on the throne? Because covenant is made up of two parts. God's part and our part. So God always works with covenant and God worked with covenant with David. And he said, if you will honor God with your life and your actions and you faithfully shepherd the people that I will do this. This this is how this applies to us. If you honor God with your life and your actions and you faithfully shepherd the things and the people that God allows to be in your life, he will give you a kingly anointing. If you'll honor God and be faithful, be a faithful shepherd, he will make you a king or a queen upon the earth. God always works through covenant. Honor God, shepherd or steward what God and who God has put into your life well, and he will make you a king or a queen upon the earth. Last covenant that I'll talk about today. Seventh covenant is the new covenant that Jesus made with us at the Last Supper. Mark 14, 23 and 24 says, Then he took the cup, which then he had given thanks, and he gave it to them, and, he, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. Jesus said, I'm going to give you a greater covenant today. I'm going to build upon what God has already done, Right? going to enhance the covenant. I'm going to make it even greater. Why? Because God always works through covenant. God wants to make covenant with his people over and over and over again. Throughout the word we see God making covenant, striking covenant, Adam, Abraham, Moses, David, and then Jesus we see here. Jesus said, when you drink this wine and eat this bread, you're coming into a new covenant with me. This covenant is paid for with my blood and my broken body on the cross. This covenant means salvation and redemption. But what is our side of the covenant? Obedience. Obedience. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commands. If you love me, obey my commands. And, and, and we should do it in this mentality um, of humility. This is why, this is why, this is why. Listen, in the same night, in the same meeting, in the same teaching, in the same lesson when Jesus is doing the Last Supper, he washes their feet and he said, the greatest in the kingdom will be a servant. So, humbly obeying God is our portion. His portion, salvation, redemption, healing, miracles, right? Greater things will you do than these. So throughout the rest of this month, I want to talk about covenant and how it causes us to step into deeper purpose. We discover the depth of what God wants to do with us and us as a people 
and mankind when we look at covenant. Let's bow our heads. God, thank you for what you're saying to us today. And thank you, God, for what you're doing in us today. Lord, I thank you for the power of covenant. The power of covenant. You always work through covenant. You always make an agreement with man. And you're always faithful to do your part. But God, teach us how to be faithful and understand and walk out our part. God, we want to be a part of what you're doing. We thank you, God, for the honor of being in covenant with you. Teach us how to do that. And as we have our heads bowed and eyes closed, maybe you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. I need to shift some things in my life. I need to change some things in my life. I want to really walk in covenant with him. I've kind of drifted and I I want to get back on course. If that's you, slip up your hand. I want to pray with you right where you are. Amen, 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 amen. Good, good. Or maybe even if you say, Pastor, I've never really been in covenant with him. I've never really committed my life to him. If that's you, you can slip up your hand. I'll pray with you as well, right where you are. Amen. If you slipped up your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. And everybody, you can say this. Jesus, thank you for wanting to be in covenant with me. Thank you for dying on the cross to give me a new covenant. I'm sorry for the times I've failed, for the times I've gotten it wrong, for the times I've sinned. Jesus, forgive me. Apply your perfect work on the cross to me. Jesus, thank you for giving me the free gift of salvation, eternal life, and reconnecting me to my heavenly Father. Jesus, teach me how to walk with you Teach me what covenant is. I need your strength and I need your guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.